you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real Steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. NFL Total Access is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. It's Monday, January 23rd, and you're listening to NFL Total Access, the podcast. Those are the voices of today's special guests. Voice number one, the co-host of NFL Total Access, the co-host of the NFL Explained podcast. It's the best podcast you're not listening to. Find it. Listen to it. He's the sweet potato kid, Mikey M. Welcome back, Mike. Let's roll. Let's, we, we got some championship games around the corner. Now, Mikey M. described himself this morning as salty. Uh, no surprise why. He is a Giants fan, womb to the tomb. And, uh, and he's a little hurt today. We're going to get to your Giants. We have a solution we don't have for to. your emotional trouble. <laughs> Voice number two belongs to the coach, Steve, the Moochie Man, Mooch Mariucci, uh, saddled with a lot of nicknames, sir. He began his NFL career with the Rams, who allegedly didn't pay him. He was paid in food, lunch. God, I hope it was good, coach. He then moved to the Packers and then, of course, to the 49ers, where he put together an 11-game winning streak back in 1997, a franchise record until this week. And, of course, he finished with the Detroit Lions. He is Steve Mariucci. Welcome back, coach. You know, they paid me lunch in that first job, and that was a good deal, right? Let's not forget that Mike Yam also began his career with the Rams, the Fordham Rams. Oh, yeah. Okay, guys, here we go. I am your host, NFL Network senior writer Andrew Levy, and on this show, instant nostalgia. That's right, eight teams, four games, one recap. Why are the Chiefs and Bengals, Eagles and Niners moving on to Championship Sunday? And why are the Jags and Bills, Giants and Cowboys moving on to the offseason? Answers coming up, but first, this. Mahomes is hurt. Mahomes is hurt after a gain of four yards. He's holding his right knee. He got hit hard on this play. Okay, guys, slow-mo is a drama queen because when I watched that, it looked like a fracture to me. But the presumptive MVP suffered only a high ankle sprain. I'm not suggesting it's not painful because it is, but he did return to the game. He saw out the win, and Coach, he has every intention to face the Bengals next week. 
how much contingency planning is being done at this very moment by your friend Andy Reid's staff. Yeah, and he's probably not going to practice this week. Uh, Chad Henney. What will, does this week look like for him? It, rehab. It's a rehab week. He'll sit in the meetings. He'll listen to game plan. He'll get mentally ready, but he's got to get physically better, uh, it, less less uncomfortable. Right now, it's, I'm sure it's a painful injury, but you know what? I'm, I'm just proud of that kid because there there are players in the league, normal human beings, that would say, I'm hurt. I can't do my job as well as I have to. Somebody else needs to go in, but he was not going to have it. And the Chiefs will have Patrick Mahomes in at quarterback. You can hear the reaction of the crowd. He was going to play hurt, limping around on the other foot, whatever it took. I mean, my hat is off to that kid. That showed great toughness. And he's not going to be the same because his legs are very important to his game. But you know what? He's going to get ready mentally for this game, and he'll just tape it up and, and uh, they'll give him a little aspirin in a pep talk and put him out there and away we go. He'll play against the Bengals. Coach's hat is off to Patrick Mahomes and those of you who know Coach knows that when he takes his hat off he has a glimmering, shining, there's no follicular challenge going on on the top of this man's head. It is a flowing mane of gray wisdom. Coach, what does that meeting room look like? He's in the meetings. You guys are on what? These are like first class, you know, airline chairs, but he's probably leg up, iced the whole time. Is it is it elevated throughout the whole meeting? Is he Does he yeah. have a special yeah. seat, a special arrangement? Yeah. No, he's going to have the same seat he had for the first several years of his career, and he's going to have that foot up. you got to elevate, right? Compress and ice, and I'm sure that's what he's doing right now, and he's taking notes like he always does, and he's listening to the game plan, and the game plan will be for Patrick Mahomes, and 70% of that game plan will be also for Chad Henning things that he can do. There are some things that they ask Patrick Mahomes to do that they probably won't ask a 37-year-old quarterback to do. But they're both getting ready to play. But like I said, his primary objective this week is to get that ankle feeling as well as it can feel. Seeing what you saw this weekend on Saturday, the courage it took for him to get back on the field, to ignore the pain that must have been just searing pain at the time. Knowing what you know about Andy Reid, knowing what you know about Patrick Mahomes, is there any doubt in your mind that number 15 will start the game against the Bengals next week? No, there's no doubt. None, no doubt. Zero. So that's 70%, I won't hold you to that number, but that portion of the game plan that is reserved for a Chad Henney, that is ostensibly a contingency if when Mahomes starts, he can't finish. So when you build a pitching staff... In, in, on your, if you keep two quarterbacks or three or a practice squad guy, you want to have like-minded, like-talented, like-skilled like players so the, the backup can do most of what the starter was doing. You know what I mean? So if you run a, 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 the wishbone offense, all of your quarterbacks need to run the wishbone. If you're going to be a drop-back passing game, your backup should be that same kind of guy, all right? So you don't have to change the whole offense. Now, Chad Henning, you know, he's smart. He's He, he, he can run this offense. He's done it before when asked to do it. He did it in the playoffs last year. And so, But they're just not going to ask him to do some, some crazy athletic kind of things or the the, the scramble stuff that is improvised by Mahomes, you're not going to get all, all of that with Henning. But most of that game plan, Henning can, can do. 
and he's going to have to play mostly from the pocket. Henny proved exactly what he can do, reminded us all, Mike Yam, of what he can do. A 98-yard drive, 5 for 7 on that drive, and this touchdown pass to Travis Kelsey from one yard. Now they throw it near side, Kelsey's got it! Touchdown! Kansas City and Chad Henny leads a 98-yard Chiefs touchdown drive! Kelsey, of course, had a monster game, 14 catches, an all-time playoff high for a tight end. Mike Yam, let's talk about Patrick Mahomes, because when we talk about running quarterbacks in the NFL, we think of guys like Josh Allen, we think lately of guys like your guy, Daniel Jones, but certainly of Lamar Jackson, Justin Fields, Jalen Hurts has a lot of design runs in his play. We don't necessarily reflexively think of Patrick Mahomes, but when you watch a Patrick Mahomes with a limp, with a limitation, you are reminded how unbelievably important to his game, his lower half is, how worried are you for Patrick Mahomes and this Chiefs offense? O- overly concerned, maybe, just compared to some of our my colleagues. Uh, you know, I thought it was pretty interesting in our, our show meeting. David Carr had said this. He goes, hey, when I had a high ankle sprain, he said he missed three to four weeks. Now, granted, everyone's body is a little bit different. The severity of the injury, although that looked really serious, that's very significant. David's point was if there's one guy in the league, upper body strength, who can make throws singularly with his arm, it would be Mahomes. In fact, we saw that even showcased in the game before that injury with about two minutes left to go in that first quarter. The point is, how about do that against a team that just made Buffalo look a little silly at home in Buffalo in Orchard Park, right? Like those are those moments to me that I think are, are really significant. And I think that changes the complete complexion of this game. While the guy can make these off-balance circus throws, that's not every single snap. I mean, that's that's what's concerning to me. And Cincinnati looked terrific. And I know we haven't gotten to those guys just yet, but I, I would be concerned if I am a Chiefs fan. I would be too. And, and we're going to get to the Bengals, of course, in a moment. But a lot of the off-angle circus throws that you've just described are coming on the move. Yeah. They are on the move. When a right-handed quarterback like him is rolling left, you never expect to see somebody throw back across his body, yeah. throw back across the field. Mahomes is capable of that. But of course, that's on the move, and that requires what? A plant leg that is sturdy and dependable to be able to make that. We see him get up right up to the line of scrimmage, and then he sort of goes side, you know, the, the Dan Quisenberry sidearm kind of kind of pitch, but it's mostly on the move. It's very rarely out of the pocket. Sometimes some of his no-look stuff, that little curveball he threw around the linebacker right the other day. Holmes will be in the shotgun, right foot in front of the left. Pacheco with him. Now throw it sidearm on a slant that's caught at the 32-yard line of the Jaguars. Juju Smith-Schuster, a gain of 13 yards, changing the arm angle was Mahomes, threw it sidearm and right on the money. That's kind of rare stuff. I think the hardest thing the hardest job right now heading into this weekend is on Andy Reid. And it's not because he's got to prep and get Chad Henney healthy. I have no idea. Mooch, you've done this. I have no clue how you're supposed to be able to assess is a one-legged Mahomes better than a Chad Henney. And I'm not saying he's one-legged. You, you know what I'm saying. Yes. Right? Like The guy's banged up. You're balancing what's not tangible. It's a feeling. It's a gut. You use your eyes. You can try to assess here. And I get it. Mahomes didn't want to come out of that game. I don't know how you're supposed to look at a guy and say, okay, I know he's not 100%. What's that percentage? What's the delta in terms of what Henny is at his best? 
using this crazy, you know, algebra form, you know, equation to try to figure out, oh, it's the playoffs, the yeah, championship exactly. game. This defense, they, there's too many variables here. I think Andy Reid has got, got his work cut out for him. I think he does too. Coach, I want to turn to you for this one. Let's not forget this Jags team was in this game to the end. Wow. And yes, obviously the disruption of flow with Mahomes going down had something to do with that. But the Chiefs needed this fumble. Now a pass to the right side. And the ball's out. The ball's out. The Chiefs think they've got the football at the three. And this pick. And a right side throw is going to be intercepted. A one-handed grab. To see this one out and next week only gets tougher facing a team that has beaten you three times in a row. Mike Yam is expressing concern about your good friend, your dear friend, Andy Reid. How concerned are you about his week, his preparation, and yes, maybe the decision that he may have to make if he sees a Patrick Mahomes that simply isn't close enough to 100% in that game to justify him being in there? I'm, I'm guessing that the decision has been made already to play Patrick Mahomes if he's if he's cleared, which he will be, and if he says, I can go, and because he can be convincing, right? You saw him politicking on the sidelines. Huh? He did not want to go get an x-ray. Slammed his coat down. He didn't want to I was going to say slamming his coat down, that's kind of modern politics, right? Big, very, big, very emotional he was, politics. Yeah, of course. Great kid, right? But he didn't want he didn't yes, want course, to go get an X-ray because he didn't care what the X-ray said. He doesn't. He wanted to do a Jack Youngblood, and if it's broken, well, I'm playing anyway, right? Right. So, um, the, I think the decision yeah. will be when he's playing. What's the score? How well is he playing? Is he limping? Are we losing this game ten to three? Uh, is he effective enough? Do I make a change during the game? That's the big decision. Because right now you ride with the guy that got you there, the stud, the MVP, yeah. the Super Bowl champ, the State Farm commercial guy. I mean, that's the guy you go with if he says, I can go. And the circumstances and are different, right? For like You can compare it to what the Niners had to deal with. Guess what? The Niners aren't built around Trey Lance or Jimmy Garoppolo or Brock Purdy. They play the pivotal position here. But Patrick's the thing that makes that offense go. Generally speaking, the Niners, they have so many other pieces. I, I could make an argument, you know, the, the system is, is favorable. Mahomes is not replaceable. I agree. I mean, he's, he, he's the straw that stirs this drink. He absolutely is. Quick word on Travis Kelsey. Mike Yam, Travis Kelsey, good at football. Uh, ridiculously good <laughs> at football. I mean, it's just, I, look, Kittle's grab is probably the best that we've seen from a tight end, you know, over the weekend. But, I mean, what Travis Kelsey's capable of doing. I, how many times have we done this on Total Access? How do you keep this guy in check? Every time I watch a pregame show before a Chiefs game, it is by far the, the – we talk Mahomes, and then the next conversation is, how do you stop Travis Kelsey? Mahomes trying to get back to throw it. Throws it late and finds Kelsey over the middle at the left hash between hash and numbers, and Kelsey, a big-time catch and rolls for 15 yards. Sometimes it's like these guys have their own walkie-talkie or earpieces, Bluetooth in their helmet when they're talking to each other. So much nonverbal communication, but yet they just have a knack for finding each other. You know that the Jaguars are – making a conscious effort to guard 87, but they just know it. Man. The answer is you don't. He was kept out of the end zone yep. the last six straight games of the regular season. And, you know, some of us suggested maybe there's an issue with the game plan or maybe there's an issue with Travis Kelsey. Man, he put any of those concerns to bed. Last word on this game, Coach, goes to you. There's a negativity that infuses this question, so forgive me in advance. But the suggestion has been made that the Jags are and were a fluke this season. Your thoughts on that? Yeah, forget about a fluke. This team is a, is a young team that's up-and-coming Think about a team that drafted first, 
not only this year, but the year before. You're supposed to really suck when that happens, okay? <laughs> and all of a sudden, what happens? They're in the term, playoffs. Term. They're in the playoffs. And so this team wasn't even expected to be here. And so they're young. They spent a lot of money. Um, they have the right coach, the right system for Trevor Lawrence. ETN's healthy. And away they go. This Next year, this team will be a favorite to go to the playoffs, and it won't be a surprise or Cinderella team in Duval County. Translation, congratulations, Doug Peterson, Trevor Lawrence, Josh Allen, the other Josh Allen, Travis Etienne, that entire franchise, and certainly that fan base, you put a good product on the field. Two years ago, as Coach suggested, one win. Last year, three wins. Both marks worst in the NFL. Not only did they make the playoffs this year, they got a playoff win. Sorry, Bolts, that has never happened before in NFL history. This team is heading in one direction, says Steve Mariucci, and that direction is up. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Next game, Bengals 27, Bills 10. Shotgun snap, short drop by Burrow. The pressure comes from the left. He throws oh, the ball, baby. caught at the Get nine. In. Chase straight ahead nice. into the end zone. Nice. Touchdown on the opening drive for Cincinnati. Mikey, I'm Joe Burrow. The talk of NFL circles today. Some of our colleagues who are always in a hurry to talk best, worst, blame, and credit are anointing Joe Burrow, the best quarterback in the NFL, and... As you look at the landscape this very moment, this second, they may actually be right. But more importantly, he leads his team back to a second straight AFC championship game, a rematch of last year's. The Bengals, of course, won that. You know what, Mike? Hold that thought. Coach, you have an apology to make, don't you? Oh, yeah. You have an apology to make. Let's get this out of the way right now. I'm a Not Catholic kid. We're you. in the confessional. You have an apology to make. Bless me, Father. To the CS. <laughs> it's, been, it's been way too long since your it last confession. It has been since I heard that. Yeah. It's been a long been a time since my last confession. Now. Who are you apologizing to and why? You know why? what? I had a guy named Frank Pollock who played for me when I was... 
first at the Niners. Anyways, it's a journeyman offensive lineman that played in the league at a good level, but not pro bowl or anything. Anyway, he became a coach, and he did it the right way. He started college. He moved his way up. He did all those kinds of things, and now he's the offensive line coach uh, of the of the Bengals. And wow. what I what I what I did, and I'm not the only guy that's guilty of this sin. We all start talking about what the Bengals' offensive line is missing because they did a good job of improving their offensive line from a year ago. You're absolutely right. All right, they lot. got it better. I talked a lot about the right side of that O line last week, and I thought there's an avenue for success for the Bills. However, and then the rain on your parade is a lot of them are hurt. All right, so you know Alex Kappa's gone, Jonah Williams is out, and where everybody, where's everybody going? I mean, they're 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 back to square one with a banged up offensive line, and so we were. I I my apology comes because I was talking about all the guys that were missing. All right, I said, what was me? You know, so they can't do it now because this would be their excuse. You know what? Well, they got some guys that came in and and and, and backed up very well. Jackson Carmen, the left tackle. Will you watch the film and see how he played? Unbelievable. Max Sharping, the right guard, over for you know replaced Kappa, and then this uh, uh, and then this Adinaje kid over on the right side. You know what? They didn't skip a beat. Not only that, they stayed very balanced. They ran the ball. They smash mouthed it. They just took over the line of scrimmage. And you know what? They did a great job. So my hat is off to them. Frank Pollock, you did a great job, man. Always showing off your hair. Okay, Mikey, and for real, back to you. I think we can agree that the Buffalo Bills shockingly almost to say it and certainly more shocking to have watched it were never in no. this game why not was it because of the brilliance of the Bengals or was it because of their own failures so our social team usually asks for picks ahead of the weekend and they asked for picks and I gave them Cincinnati and then all of a sudden I'm looking at that near injury report and I knew Collins and Kappa and Williams weren't going to be there and I thought road game in Buffalo against one of the best defenses they are going to get after Joe. So I, I actually emailed our social team and said, hey, we got to flip this. I got to go Buffalo in this game. When it was over, singularly, I thought the only, not the only, but the main point is the one that Mooch just brought up. I don't do this on, you know, I, I'm on social media. I, I'm not crazy about it all the time. I tweeted at Brian Baldinger and I said, I need a Baldy breakdown. You need to show me what the hell happened in this game. Baldy responded today. He posted the video and he did a tremendous job going through these moments, these crucial moments, huge blocks that set up Joe Mixon, perfect pockets for Joe Burrow, no pressure. I mean, it was unbelievable. You think about the throws that he's able to make in this game, and he's a surgeon, and he deserves to be loved up. But what happened up front cannot be overstated. I think Mooch's point is so right on. That offensive line, I was concerned. It's been a major talking point. What was Burrow sacked one time mm -hmm. in this game? It's just hat tip. Cincinnati right now is going to get back to a Super Bowl. If you would have told me that that was going to be the case a few weeks ago, I would have said, all right, I, I get it, they're hot. But the way that they've looked... I'm, I'm sold. You turned my eye yeah. to a stat, a few stats actually, with regards to Buffalo that read as alarming. Please share share yeah. with our audience what and you shared with me this morning. Kudos to our research team who gives us these, these great nugs here. The Bills have allowed 26 points, 393 total yards per game, and 130 rushing yards over the last three postseasons. Each of those, among the eight teams to play at least three playoff games, those are dead last. Now, it's tough because this is a team that I thought in the offseason made the moves to put them over the top. Yeah. It's page 21. Yeah. Now, Von Miller, why did they sign yeah. Von Miller? Von Miller was one Von of those Miller. moves. Yeah. And obviously, in his absence, this team, that defense, looked considerably different. 
They spent a lot of the season without Jordan Poyer. Yep. You know, they had guys kind of in and out yeah. of that defense, even more so than the offense. And as much as we talked about the elbow concerns for Josh Allen no early doubt. on, it really was frailty, availability, I guess is the better word, or lack thereof on the defense that really makes the difference here, Mike. But they still, they still were able to thrive the entire season, even with all those injuries that you're talking about. The Poyers, the Von Miller. So what is happening to them in the postseason? Because they can't win like this. I, they can't go on like this. Drew, I've I've thought about that because I had a feeling you were going to ask me that on the on the way down from our my desk down to, to our studio <laughs> to record this. Yeah. And I guess my comment would be if I knew the answer, I'd be making a whole lot of money in the front office with the Buffalo Bills right now. Coach, go ahead. You're, you're holding uh, it up. Please, you, the show is let's yours. Let's just talk about their secondary, okay? Because you talked about Poyer missing, okay? Yeah. Well, Micah Hyde's missed a lot. The other, oh, say, yeah, they have two true. really good safeties, but they're not playing a lot of the time. Who replaced Micah Hyde? Demar Hamlin. Hamlin yeah. And of course, we all know what happened to Demar Hamlin. Sir, Dem- so they were Hamlin pretty Hamlin darn thin playing against a great kid. quarterback, right? Yeah. No, absolutely right, Coach. Three offensive linemen. Like you should have been feasting on those dudes. That has been the Achilles heel of Cincinnati. What did we talk about last year? Sixty plus times Joe Burrow is sacked, and boom, still figures out a way to get to the Super Bowl. Yeah. They've cleaned it up. I, I can't believe that Buffalo lost a home game knowing that three of their offensive linemen were not there and they looked silly. Well, we talked about the Cincinnati offensive line for the better part of the last three seasons as being their biggest issue. It was their biggest issue heading into last season. It was their biggest issue all of last season. They made a Super Bowl run in spite of it. Then in the offseason, they quote-unquote fixed, addressed that issue, and yet they were still sixth in the NFL at succumbing to sacks, at succumbing to defensive pressure. And I think to your point, Coach, that even with adjustments to personnel on that offensive line, the scheme they have is working now more than it ever did before, better than it ever did, certainly over the last couple of seasons. And that is a dangerous combination when you have a steely-eyed killer, a baby-faced assassin, <laughs> Joe Burrow, ready to take you down, which he might just do. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that Chiefs game another day. But, Coach, I want you to finish this up on this Bengals-Bills game, which was such an impressive performance by the Bengals. And you could see You could see in their posture. You could hear it in Joe Burrow's voice after the game. They wanted this. They believed that they were headed back to the Super Bowl all season long. They were probably so sick and tired of people talking about Josh Allen, about the Bills, about Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. It's time for us to talk about Cincinnati, but I'm going to do it in a backdoor way, Coach, because is it true that for the Bills to get over the hump, this hump that Mike Yam so eloquently pointed out, do they need to channel their inner bangle and be more like the team that just beat them? There's an old school philosophy that's uh, if you want to go deep into the playoffs consistently, you got to be able to run the ball and stop the run. That's old school. Run the ball, stop the run. Part of that is because uh, of the weather that's presented in the playoffs, uh, the physical nature that's required. Um, And so the difference between the Bengals and the Bills, the Bills don't run the ball. They don't try to run the ball. They didn't run the ball. They didn't do diddly-poo. That was uh, Jim Mora. And so... um, (laughs) They got to get that fixed. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And then they tried to fix their front seven with a Vaughn Miller. Now he's not a great run stopper. They brought him in the run. Absolutely. Passer. Absolutely. But you know they got to keep adding to that group with Ed Oliver and Rousseau and that bunch. And and they and they will and they can. This is going to be a great rival. But the Bengals. It, it wasn't a close game. No. You know this didn't go down to the last 
drive like we thought whatever quarterback has the ball last going to win. This They dominated from, from the minute one. It wasn't like the last Bills playoff game where they got Naheem Hines going yard on a kickoff return and the stadium goes crazy. This didn't start off that way. It started off with a Bengals drive for a touchdown. And they got scares in that last game too. It wasn't like they were runaway winners. That's exactly. They had yeah. to come from behind. Yep. Yeah. Well, full credit goes to Bucky Brooks, our colleague Bucky Brooks, who is a draft expert, a former NFL scout, a former NFL cornerback and special teamer. He sat in the chair that you are sitting in right now, Coach, on, I believe, Thursday of last week and said, week 17 was destined to be a Bengals blowout. And I asked him, "Okay, they'll have the same mindset going into this week. But do you foresee a similar outcome as you predicted for that game, a blowout? And he didn't hesitate. He said, oh, oh, yeah. Bengals are going to blow them out. I heard no one else talk in terms like that, that it wasn't going to be close. Bucky, you were absolutely right to the shock and dismay of the rest of us. That wasn't even close. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. You are listening to NFL Total Access, the podcast. I am your host, NFL Network senior writer, Andrew Levy. With me today, Mike Yam and Steve Mariucci. And we turn now to the NFC. First game to talk about, Eagles 38, Giants 7. Hurts is back. He's going to go with the draw. He's going to run. He's going to score. Jalen Hurts. He's healthy. The dash up the middle and he took it left. Mooch, I'm going to give you the first word on this while Mike emotionally gets out of his own way and figures out a way to sound sort of professional and unbiased. The Eagles O-line was superb in your eyes and they made all the difference. Oh, so when you talk about looking at the construction of a team, uh, Howie Rosen, he must have this infatuation with big, ugly guys, all right? Because on both sides of the ball, they are probably the best in the league at offensive line and probably the best in the league at defensive line. Heck, you, you drafted Jordan Davis, 
uh, in the first round on defensive line, he can't even start. I mean, they're so deep, and yeah. Dominican Sue is depth. They just keep rolling at you. This offensive line are a bunch of maulers. They're able to just roll you up. They rushed for 268 yards. If you recall last week, the defensive front seven of the Giants lived in the in the Vikings' backfield, yep. right? They dominated the Vikings' offensive line, made it rough for Kurt Cousins. Not the case this week because Jalen Hurts was able to throw. They were able to run. They ran the ball up and down the field. It's because of this monster offensive line. And Lane Johnson came back. That was so huge at right tackle. When you have two healthy right tackles that are Pro Bowl caliber, <laughs> and then, oh, yeah, did I mention Jason Kelsey, who is all pro? I mean, they're just, they're just deep, and they're strong, and they're tough. They're built for the playoffs. Coach, what's Lane Johnson's injury again? You, you really He's broke got an so abductor, well and I don't even know what that is. <laughs> so just put some tape on it or, or Tylenol. I don't know what you do with an abductor. Whatever they did, adductor, I believe it is, whatever, okay. whatever they did worked because, Coach, you're absolutely right. 268 rushing yards. 40 more yards than the Giants amassed in total. Three rushing touchdowns as well. Jalen Hurts' stat line in the end looks almost pedestrian. 16 for 24, 154 yards and two touchdowns. But to Coach's point, it was all done in the trenches. They just matriculated the ball down the field. Drive after drive, play after play, snap after snap. At what point, Mike, was it clear to you that this game was probably a bridge too far for your Giants. 14-0. Sanders to the left of Hurts. He hasn't thrown an incompletion yet. Hurts rises up, throws it out to the white. Smith has got it. Smith inside the five. Smith into the end zone. Touchdown, Eagles. Two possessions, two touchdowns. 14-0. So two touchdowns, and you thought, this is over. Two touchdowns. There was something missing from the jump of this game. You know, when I saw the Vikings game, the Giants responded. They go down 7-0. I was like, ooh, I I don't really like how that looked. Saquon just started going, started going. I was like, Daniel Jones starts going. They're turning, they're moving the chains, they're picking up first downs. This didn't have that same feel. Um, I think Mooch's point on what was happening in the trenches is spot on. I wish I could tell you I was a cook. Like I boil water pretty well, but you know, I'm a juice guy. You know, I wish I could make smoothies and the whole thing. Occasionally I'll squeeze my old, my own. My so in some ways you are a cook, you're just not a chef. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, hundred percent. That's probably the, the best way to do it. But maybe because we live in Southern California and everything's really expensive and, and maybe because I'm cheap, but I try to get every ounce of that orange juice when I'm, when I'm squeezing that thing. I got to tell you, Brian Dayball did exactly that yeah, did. this season. So for as disappointed as I am in that result, a couple things stand out to me. One, this Giants team exceeded expectations significantly. I give them a lot of credit. They were fun to watch. Dayball is a chef. He made chicken soup out of God only knows what. I, I don't even know. I look at the skill position outside of Barkley. The, the turnover, I mean, to get Isaiah Hodgins, who I love, I got to know him when he was at Oregon State, off the practice squad of Buffalo, like kudos to that squad. The Eagles are so much better than them right now, and there's nothing wrong with just admitting that. This team there's, there's still, there's a lot that they need to, to address here. You know who the first person to admit that was after the game was the man you just mentioned, Brian Dayball. He yeah, was the first person to stand up and say, "We lost to a better team today in every single phase. They outplayed us. They outcoached us. They were simply better than we were." And I, I, I love it when a man is willing to stand up, hold a hand up, and say, "Yeah." Shake a hand. You guys were better than us today, and you deserve the victory. And, of course, the Eagles did deserve the victory. The better team won. And I think as an NFL neutral, I like it when teams play their best. I was bummed for you that your Giants didn't put their best performance on the field. Sure. But they did, in fact, lose to a better team. Yeah. 
Coach, that better team, is this a winning recipe against a Niners team who defensively can maul you in the same way that the Eagles team can maul you on both sides of the ball? Not only am I old, I'm old school. In this matchup, in the city of brotherly love. Give me the advertisement. What is this going to look like? At the Eagles, you're talking about two great defenses, two great running games, and we're going to play some smash mouth, and somebody's going down, okay? And this is going to be a 15-round title fight. This is like the thriller in Manila. I mean, this is going to be this is there's no finesse about this game at all because the the strength of these two teams are the big guys in the trenches. Yes, there are skilled players. Yeah. Yes, we talk about them all the time, but they have better big guys than everybody else. I wouldn't be surprised if what happens in that game. <laughs> A first knee-jerk reaction to this matchup, Eagles Niners, the one seed, the two seed. I think we can all agree the two best teams in the NFC will face each other in Philadelphia. If Santa's there, he's getting snowballs thrown at him, whether it's snowing or not. We know the environment. I wouldn't be surprised if... Brock Purdy shows us that he's human. Very, very interesting. Mike Yam, I wouldn't be surprised if... If the Eagles win. I don't know if I would have said that a couple days ago. Yeah. I really don't. Jalen Hurts look, looked okay. He's got a little more time right now. And I'll tell you, and I know we didn't talk too much about this, but the Dallas defense is, is good. It's not what the Eagles are. And I thought they made Brock uncomfortable. So I think I'm, I'm with Mooch on that one. Uh, we have one more game to go. We're going to get to it in a moment. But I have one more question for you, Mike Leanne, before we say goodbye and thank you so much for the memories to your Giants for this season <laughs> because it really was one hell of a ride. It was. At the beginning of the season, we said, ah, they're very likely a better story than they are a team. They proved to be nearly as good a team as they were a story. You talked about Brian Dayball, the chef, in his perfect recipe. Are both Saquon Barkley and Daniel Jones in that recipe? They're, they're both back. And, and David Carr, who we all respect uh, as much as any of our analysts here, I think he put it best earlier today. Daniel Jones deserves to get another contract and be a part of this team. He do you agree, Coach? Angles. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just get them both back. That's yeah. They're the nucleus of that team no right doubt. now. you got to have them. Final game, 49ers 19, Cowboys 12. Here's Prescott back, has time, throws out left, intercepted. Ball got tipped up and taken by Fred Warner. Jimmy Ward tipped the ball, and Fred Warner with the INT. Pick City, baby! Coach, very quickly, a tough professor. Would it be hard to get a good grade from him, Mikey? And let's find out right now. I want you to give a grade to Brock Purdy. Old school, all right? There's no there's no new scale. It's A to F. What do you give him, Brock Purdy, for what you saw from him last I'll night give him a B, in Santa Clara? B plus. A B plus. A B plus. That's a good grade. That is a good grade. grade. Uh, better because, than I would have expected. Because, well, okay, so here's what happens, you know? Our grading system can fluctuate based on the outcome, <laughs> all right? Let's face it, because if Dak would have went down and scored a touchdown on the yeah. last driver, whenever, then all of a sudden we say, well, Brock Purdy didn't quite do enough, and maybe that grades a B, B, B minus. But the degree of difficulty for Brock Purdy, okay, I think Kyle Shanahan is, is masterful at giving him a, a game plan that is doable for him, okay, that gets him out of the pocket so he can see. He's not a tall guy. Um, and he can do that well. Um, he's not a runner, but he's uh, he's got some mobility, yeah, he and does. some escapability, and some savvy. He was under duress. He won the game. Okay, he helped them win the game. He he made some tough throws. They don't ask him to throw the ball down the field all that much. It's it's short and intermediate. And, and so um, I love the kid's poise and savvy. He's just he's got it. There's no doubt about it. He uh, he took some sacks early. Demarcus Lawrence and Mike. 
this is a sacking kind of team, and it's a team that takes the ball away from everybody. Yeah. So that in itself was a, it was a, lends itself to a good grade. He didn't he didn't throw it to them. So anyway, Brock Purdy is just playing out of his mind right now. Throw wide open IU right at the yard to gain first down 49ers. He's got it. On a third down and long, picks up 17 yards. What a great job by Brock Purdy stepping up in the pocket. I want to see him play on the road in front of a crazy crowd um, <laughs> if he's behind. It, it's only happened. I mean, he was down 10 against the Raiders a few weeks back, and then they caught up. Uh, you know, in the fourth quarter and won that game in overtime. But he's playing with a lead most of the time and a great defense. So it's not on all, all his shoulders. Yeah. It's it's like I'm just going to distribute to my playmakers and run the ball and let our defense. Do you foresee a game script in which the Niners are going to have to come from behind against this the Eagles? This could be the one. This could be the game. This could is going to be a hard-fought game because the Eagles can score some points. Mike Yam, to Coach's point, Brock Purdy did keep it clean. He was 19 for 29, 214 yards. He was sacked twice. Didn't throw a touchdown, but maybe more importantly, he didn't throw a pick. Zero in the pick column. Another zero that's important to point out for Brock Purdy, zero losses. Zero losses as yet as the starting quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers. That's a stat to run with all day long and twice on Sundays. How much better does he have to play on Sunday against an Eagles team that poses an even sterner challenge than the Cowboys, who, to be fair to them, played pretty damn well last night. They did. They did. By the way, I, I tell you, Brock was a C plus, a, a little above average. That's I, and I don't think there's anything wrong with giving him that grade. C's get degrees, C, baby. Isn't C, that what they say? Hundred percent of Barber. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I remember my that was your class motto. <laughs> I know. I went to Wisconsin. You know what? A bunch of people say that at Wisconsin too. To be fair, <laughs> let's move on. I remember when they changed the grading system at Fordham my sophomore year. We all went nuts because they said C's an average. So that's anyway. They limited the amount of A's and B's that that uh, professor could give out in the class, which pissed us all off. So I'll, maybe that, I'm carrying that with me here. But C plus here. Uh, look, I I would tell you Tony Pollard goes down. We were all a little scared about about the kicking game yeah. and how that was going to doubt. change things. Dallas is a good team. The Eagles are better than they are, and I don't want to make this like an A plus B equals you know that one yeah, of those. Yeah, the situations. transitive property of no you're doubt. About to get your butt. I, I'm not going there. I just think the Eagles are a better football team than the Dallas Cowboys, and to me, I think that they can make San Francisco's offense look uncomfortable. There's these interchangeable parts. We 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 keep talking about scheme with Kyle Shanahan and Mucci know it better than anyone, and that's all relative. Like that's all accurate. I just think the Eagles are going to make it a little bit of a nightmare for Brock Purdy. And that's what would concern me. We cannot let the show end without asking a question that could be its own podcast. So forgive me for putting you on the clock, but you're on the clock. How do you answer this one? What's wrong with Dallas? Can they fix it? What's the next step? I don't know, Coach. I one of those questions. Can you provide an answer? Yeah. What, what happened? No. What's wrong with them? What do you do first? So when, you know... That question, what's wrong with Dallas, could be different than what's wrong with another team like the Bears or like yeah. some other team. Of course, of course. Dallas is a good team. Yes, they are. So the what's wrong with Dallas question has to do with why can't they get to the Super Bowl? It's been a lot of decades. Okay, okay? so maybe it's what went wrong with Dallas. You know, I, 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 you ever see that show, A Million Little Things? Yeah. Um, good show. Yeah. And it's and it's not just one answer, and it's not just one thing, and it's not the same reason. Each, they did win 12 games two years in a row yes, they and, did. and get in to the playoffs and they lost to a good football yes, team. They did. So we will scrutinize Dak's interceptions to the nth degree. Why can't he get this team to the 
NFC I was coaching against the Dallas Cowboys in 1995 when they went to the, their last NFC Championship game. I was with the Packers. They had Deion Sanders playing both ways and Irv and all those guys, right? I mean, it was a great team, but they haven't returned. Why not? Tony Romo can't get them there. You know, nobody can get them there. There was a a multitude of things that went wrong, a little haywire in this. So it's a million little things. Yeah, it's a lot of things. So, you know, you get a guy, Tony Pollard, hurt. You know how hard it is to have your, your best running back? And he is their best running back. He is. Uh, and not play him. No disrespect to Zeke, but he is. No, he is their best running back. Yeah, and then, and then you have your tight end, Dalton Schultz, making a couple mistakes at the end there. Yeah, a little uh, bonehead play and there. Then you not have, I, I thought Trayvon Diggs had a chance to make two plays and to keep him out of the end zone. Yeah. He did not hit Kittle when he was bobbling the ball. He could have blew him up, okay? I'm just telling you. And then he dropped an interception. And then, so, you know, there's there's one thing here and one thing there. Uh, some some timely penalties that hurt him. They didn't capitalize on that fumbled punt. They only kicked the field goal, and we all had our fingers crossed yeah. because that kicker's been manic-depressive. And so, you know, it's just, they so haven't put this, it together. So this speech, and, and listener, he is red-faced and passionate about this. You think they're closer yeah, than the than the most cynical naysayer would have you believe today. They're yeah, really close, yeah. and they were close to winning this game, weren't they? Darn right, against a real good no. team that played really well. And so they're they're close. They're right there. And so with the Dallas Nation, they don't want to hear that they're the fourth best team in the league or the sixth best, and we're getting tired of that. We want to be the best because yeah, we're the Cowboys. Yeah, yeah, of course. And so they're not the best just yet, but they're knocking on the damn door. They just got to get over that hump some way, somehow. Coach, are we moving on from Coach McCarthy? Are we moving on from Dak Prescott? Or are those ridiculous questions, that is your coach, that is your quarterback, address some other needs and move forward? Yeah, don't blow this up. Just just keep on keeping on right now. Get this team better and focused and they're on the right track. I mean, people are saying, yeah, Dak can't win, you know, and people are saying, yeah, let's go get Sean Payton because he used to coach there and all this baloney. But And they could do that. But they're going to take some steps back before they can move on, and it's not the time to do that at all. No, Mike, it's hard for you as a Giants fan and for me as a Commanders fan to summon up objectivity with regards to sometimes the Eagles, but certainly in a case like this, the Dallas Cowboys. But let's do our best here. I don't like hiring and firing people. It's not my job, and it's not my job to point fingers really too long and too hard at any one person. But I look at this Cowboys offense, and look, let's not be, let's be clear about something, Coach. Dak threw two picks yesterday. He tried to throw six. Pick City, baby! And I think one of the reasons that he tried to throw six is that I look at this Cowboys offense. I see the players on the roster. I see their names. I attach that name to muscle memory of what I've seen them do. And I wonder why this offense is so C-spot run. It is the most basic offense I've ever seen. It is as if it's the same offense that used to rely on Jason Witten to go to the line to gain, turn around, and I'll throw it to you. That is not the modern NFL. I am pointing a finger at Kellen Moore. I think if one position in this franchise needs to be innovated and updated, it may be offensive coordinator. And I'm not suggesting that Kellen Moore can't be the one to innovate, but I think that he has to. Am I overstating that? Yeah, I don't think you're I don't think you're wrong. I think David Carr has pointed that out on this podcast. He has. PA a lot. He hasn't been a huge fan of the play calling, though Kellen Moore has been getting some interviews, so maybe that rectifies itself. I, I would say, look, I agree with everything that Mooch had said. I take it a step further. One, offensive line. There's a mentality that I don't think is is quite right. They like, used to have the they best used line. To, and they don't, and I... That concerns me. Like, I, I wish it was a little bit more of a dog mentality, and I do think they need another playmaker. I, CD, I think, got better as yep. the season yep. went on. 
I think they could use another big-time wide receiver. Like I think Amari Cooper? Yeah, if you, exactly. if you were able to have a guy like Amari Cooper on the roster, man, you'd really want to keep him, huh? I, I would. I, that's just me. Um, you know, T.Y. Hilton, they tried to address it there. There was, you know, I, all these other conversations about some other guys that, that could step in. But, I, you know, for me, I think they're a playmaker and, more importantly, like an identity on the offensive line away from being not just the one of the four best teams, but one of the top two or three in the NFC. Okay. So it feels foundational. It's a, it's a pretty house. It's got some cool stuff, a couple cool cars out yeah, front. Yeah. But the foundation may be a little bit cracked compared to what it has been in years past. Yeah, it's it's like, you know, that that garage that you want that's got the built-in EV charger. You got the EV. It's it looks look, it's a nice garage. You get get great storage, but it's just missing that one little thing. Doesn't seem that big, but it's just missing that one little piece to really put it over the top. I think that's the perfect metaphor, actually, because uh, <laughs> listener, if you're listening outside of Southern California, this may not make any sense to you, but teams get exposed in the playoffs. So we are seeing the issues with this garage when you get down to final eight, final four time, right, against the best. Houses get exposed in Southern California when you have 25 straight days of rain, as we have just had. I'll tell you about my roof issues later. Not important. Or if you have a, if you have some thieves that broke into your garage and took your EV charger, which just happened to me, and you need to now get a bike lock to wrap it up. Anyway, let's not. Let's we'll go down. Winers, all of us. I want to thank today's special guests, the co-host of NFL Total Access and the NFL Explained podcast, Mike Yam, and of course, the Mooch, the Moochie man. He's always coaching us up. He's always inspiring us. He's always lifting us up. Coach Steve Mariucci, thank you guys so much. You always make time for us, and we really appreciate that you do. Listener, please join us tomorrow. Travis Kelsey really should indulge really bask in the afterglow of his record-setting divisional round dominance. The kid had 14 catches, an all-time playoff high for a tight end. But listen up, 87. Next week ain't going to be nothing like this week. We will tell you why. Plus, three straight wins for Joe Burrow over Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. What is it about this man and this matchup that works so well for number nine? We will tell you the staggering truth, and it has something to do with the second half. That's tomorrow. Till then. Ciao for now. NFL Total Access is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. 
Heck yeah. And some waves so we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.